going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 313, broken up into two parts, A and B. A. B. Thank you. Yeah. 313A, posting on January a? 17th, will be discussion on Megan. And episode 313B, posting on 120, B. will be discussion on The Pale Blue Eye from Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson. I want a key card for the store. Maxwell, joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger. Let's kick Hasbro in the dick, Stillion. And our Fair. lovely perma guest, Chris, you weren't porn-hubbing in the office again, were you, Vaughn? How are you guys this week? What is going on? I'm trying to think what is going on. You want to know what's going on? Yeah. Is yesterday I watched the third grace comeback in NFL nice. history yeah, in the playoffs. Thank what you happened. very much. <laughs> I watched my team down, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, down 27 to nothing with two minutes to go or four minutes to go in the second quarter. I was back to win 31-30. I was informed that it wasn't the Jaguars game that they won. It was the Chargers game that they just gave to you, though. That doesn't matter to me. (laughs) That's amazing. You were watching that, Roger, from start to finish? Yeah, I had to stop drinking because I was thinking about killing myself at halftime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm I'm glad your Jaguars are having a great uh, great couple of games going so let's hope they keep that momentum up oh it'll probably die next week but hey i mean we got to the, the second round of the playoffs yep. that's, that's that's a good comeback though man like that's, that's bro we were three and seven <laughs> <laughs> you also have terrible colors i'm just saying no what teal and black and gold what what yeah they're fine no they I, I, I don't I, I just hate that color combination but that's yeah, just yeah. Me. it's all right you'll be fine so what else is going on, guys? What have you been up to? Watch anything besides what we watched for the week? I did. Did you? What did you watch? Um, I was at home, um, and my wife was flipping through the channels, and she landed on an HBO. Or we were on Cinemax, I think. Uh, landed on the movie Chef with uh, John Favreau or whatever, which if you've never oh, seen yeah. it, Chef's, yeah. Chef's actually a very good movie. Yeah. My wife had never seen it, and I had. So we actually sat down a couple of days later and watched the whole movie, and it's a, it's a good one. So yeah, I like yeah. it. So. That's a, one of the ones I was like, yeah, I like that movie. So yeah, I, I like that one a lot, and that's like Fabro's like kind of new, new-ish still in, in those days. But yeah, yeah. What about you, Chris? Anything? Mm, no, nothing this week. We're trying to trying to get back into the boys so that we can watch all that and then move on to the next thing we want to see. I got a few movies that I want to watch that I keep on thinking about from you know from like back when I used like I, I thought about the movie Screamers the other day which is a really good really obscure movie that no one's seen but hold like, on, that's, like that's like hold on Screamers you mean obscure with like who's like Brad Pitt maybe no no it wasn't Brad that? Pitt in that movie I, I, I always know, I think it's that. um I always think it's uh 1995 yep I always yeah. think it's Bruce Willis but it's not someone that looks almost like him we got Peter Weller so we got RoboCop yep. himself yep. yeah that's who oh, it man. is yeah that's that, that's the main oh movie. okay yeah okay I was thinking of What's the? the I was thinking of another. These people? It's a so it's a really weird sci-fi movie, but it's like it's, it's like sci-fi horror kind of stuff. And when I was a kid, it it creeped me out. But like it was on VHS right after um, right after we would watch another movie, but we should be watching as kids where they're um, there's like prisoners on a bus and they have bombs on their necks, and if the whole stick of the movie is if they get too far away from like their partnered pair, they both their heads both explode. Cool. But that's like a movie we had on VHS, like mm. recorded from TV. <laughs> so like that one and then Screamers would come on right the afterwards. original piracy. Yeah, nice. right. <laughs> what was the so. one? It wasn't from. I can't oh, remember the man, trailer. I'm reading this plot. 
this movie sucks. What screamers? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's all right actually. It's all right. Like I want to see it again because I want to see how bad if how bad it actually could have been like back then. Yeah, the, it, it probably doesn't read well on on paper. <laughs> I mean, I listen. I'm going to take something completely out of context just to read to you what it says. Jefferson rushes to the aid of Becker, who was apparently injured in a blast. But Becker's cry of distress or a ruse. He is in quotations a type two screamer and kills Jefferson. Yep. What? Yep. <laughs> I, I, I remember now that you've said it. I know what a type two screamer means. So, <laughs> all right, boy, then. boy, that could be taken out of context. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent. She's definitely a type two screamer. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Like the, the cast of characters is like high on the poster and everything's going on below. I, I can't I'll have to think of what that poster was, but that's what I was thinking of. But anyway, what else? Chris, you uh, you and your wife watch those obscure titles from like the really movies that no one. Really I don't know saw. what it is, man. Like like these are just the regular stuff when I when like when I was growing up. This is the kind of movies we watch. This is what made me the man I am today, <laughs> which explains a lot. Yeah, that's. We all have those movies that we kind of were like iconic when we were younger, kind of stuck with us. And that was back in the days, like if you you, you kind of watch the same things over and over again because like that's oh. all you had access to. The other movie was called Wedlock. The one with bombs on their necks. Yeah, Wedlock's oh, wow. the other one. Interesting. Good film. Also, probably really bad, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've, I've been powering through Friends. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm at the end of season eight. So I hopefully we'll be able to finish it this week. But I my just brother and my cousins done. can recite Friends back to front. They know everything that happened. In that, that was their office before the office came out. So well, Friends is no joke. I, I did some research. You know, they've been since 2004, every year, Warner Brothers makes minimum a billion dollars off of rights to Friends. I believe it. So Isn't that's that right? like mega show. And I was reading all kinds of like some of the casting notes and half the people that were cast weren't even like first choice and like they're so they're so iconic now mm-hmm. as those characters that you couldn't possibly change it like ever but it's, it's just so funny to read some of the casting notes of like they thought uh they thought um rachel was too much of a risk because she wasn't big enough and she became like the face of friends yeah she's and, like, the only one still relevant socially yeah the uh like the original story was supposed to be about monica and joey or something like that that was like the like the big love story that was supposed to be oh the... yeah, Chan- yeah in the original script chandler was gay phoebe was chandler and phoebe were both like side characters which would like every few episodes you might see them once yeah and then... that's miss chanandler bong <laughs> <laughs> miss chanandler bong yeah yeah that i just saw that but yeah I lo- that's a good uh that's when they out. lose the apartment yep. yep and then the boys come riding in on the dog yep yeah on that plastic dog. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm getting through that. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on some services. I know on Hulu, there's a lot of stuff I want to watch on Netflix. You know, I, I'm attracted to the long, the Adam Sandler Longest Yard. Every time I see it, I want to watch it. I don't know why. It's, it's a good I, enough movie and it's fun. Well, it, fun matters. Like Roger yeah. always says, that's a, you know, that's Roger's thing. It's fun. And I, with, I think with, with that one, it does. It's a movie you don't take too seriously and you can just nope. kind of put the background. If you're doing something, put it on for background noise. It's okay, but... Yeah, I've been this week has been dedicated to powering through friends hmm. and um, a couple other things. But yeah. also, you could probably take, mow through friends though. Like also, can we take out of context again? Why, why do we keep doing this? <laughs> doing what? Taking no, saying, no, no. Don't explain it to him. <laughs> oh wow, taking through that of context. Okay, fair. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's part of the, the quirk and the charm, I guess. Huh? No, yeah, yes? yeah, you're full of quirk and charm. Yeah, I am. Oh. What else is going on, gentlemen? Anything else? How's the Ohio? Is it cold over there? Yeah. 
Or up there, I should say. Yep. It's yep. cold. 100%. It was cold here. It was, it was really warm for a few days. Now it's like it's like in low 40s. Something like that. Ooh. Yeah, thought about that when I was watching that football game last night. They were like, it was 44 degrees at kickoff. I'm like, they're probably fucking freezing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not that much about freezing, but... Everything's You're outside it, well. probably in spandex sh- shorts and jerseys. I bet it's cold. We're recording on Sunday night, so we have tomorrow off. Very excited. I'm going to sleep in and not who's, do a whole who's lot we? Bitch, well, I got a job. Yeah, I got I got to work too. What do you mean? I like like I don't have a job. Clearly not. I mean, whoa, tomorrow whoa, whoa. Got a real job apparently. I mean, I mean, everyone with real jobs are off tomorrow. Just saying, fellas. <laughs> yeah, I will not have tomorrow off. That's nope. Full go, baby. Yep. Full holiday go, pay. Baby. I mean, look, holiday I pay. I don't get that. Holiday pay is really good. That's your problem, not mine. Yeah, well, true. That is, that is. All right, gentlemen, let's do a show, shall we? Okay, ready. All right, this is episode 313 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It's posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases what streaming trailers and movies of the week without further ado let's look at the box office and number one is still avatar 31.31.1 million domestic bringing us total 1.9 billion it's still cruising right along like it doesn't it seems to be going down just a little bit each week i'm very happy about this good just let it roll it, along. We'll see where it ends. So they've already made the production budget back for four of these movies. So this one, there's no profit, but the next four are almost pure profit. So allegedly, and they're planning from from some of the. I heard a rumor there's they're planning another one. He's planning another one. I, yeah, I, I would caution against that, but yeah, but he, didn't he just say he's he's thinking about doing another Terminator movie too? I think it's just everyone's riding the high that is this movie. This yeah, movie success, it could be. So it's easy to say all these things while your current movie is just you doing, know, doing well, gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait number, and see when that actually comes around to it. All right, number 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 two is Megan at seventeen point nine million, bringing it a worldwide of ninety three million. That's a That's good number. Bad. Yeah. yeah. It's a very good number for a horror film. And three number, three, number three, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, 13.4 million with a worldwide of 251. Cruising right along there. A Man Called Otto, a movie we'll get into next week, 12.6 million, bringing its worldwide to 35.7. I expected better out of a movie with Tom Hanks. And Plane with Gerard Butler, 10 million on the dot with a worldwide of 11.6. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. What are you guys saying about that one through five? Anything? I mean, it's about. It sounds about right. You know what I mean. Uh, I think. I think when we talk about Megan, there there'll be a few things that we can really speak about about like you know the money it's made and how that looks towards its budget and stuff. Well, I have a lot of interesting points I want to bring up with Megan, um, but I I overall enjoyed it. Uh, spoilers. I overall enjoyed it. All right, gentlemen. How do we feel about? How do we feel about this week already being in twenty twenty three? I was just thinking about this again. We're in twenty twenty three. Yeah. <gasps> I know. Revolution. We are? We are. Yes, thank you. Hmm. No, am I the only one that feels old as hell right now? Oh, I have two daughters, so I feel old every day. But <laughs> other than that, yeah. I also feel crippling depression. So Yes. <laughs> I was looking at some upcoming releases this past weekend. House Party, a man called Auto went wide. Wait, House Party came out? What yeah. how much money did that make? 
Obviously nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your luck house party. January 20th, Alice Darling goes wide, missing, the sun, and women talking goes wide. January 27th, fear, infinity pool, and shotgun wedding from Amazon. The fuck is infinity pool? I don't, dude, there's some, these next few weeks are going to be rough. <laughs> Next week's gonna be rough. Like he's never said that before. No. We've done this yeah. right. Like <laughs> this is the first time that's been mentioned. I've never heard that. Before. <laughs> All right, February third, which is a Friday. Eighty for Brady. Knock at the cabin. February tenth, Magic Mike's last dance and Titanic. Yes, yes, yes. yes. February fourteenth, which is Tuesday. Feb- that's what about love? Cocaine bear. Yes. What about it? Cocaine bear is February twenty fourth. Nope, should be Valentine's Day. <laughs> What a fucking missed opportunity. <laughs> Why would that? It's not a missed opportunity if you're trying to be funny about it. Why not? Being fu- Hey, fun matters. Right, imagine. Imagine being young and restless. You got oh. a new girl, right? And you're going to take her out to a Valentine's Day movie. And you tell her that. She gets all excited. And you guys walk into the movie theater. You already pre-bought your ticket. So she has, she has no idea. Oh, no, big surprise. Yeah. You walk in. You sit down. The credit. The, the, the theater. Um, The trailers roll. It's great. And then. Cocaine bear stars. That's right. You know how much of a bitching time you're That's having? Right. You know how pissed he's going to be? February 24th, speaking of cocaine bear, February 24th, cocaine bear, <laughs> Jesus Revolution, and mummies. That's all one title. All <laughs> one movie. March 3rd, Creed 3, March 10th, Inside, Scream 6, March 17th, 65, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, March 24th, Champions, John Wick, Chapter 4. March 31st, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and Spinning Gold. And then April starts off with April 5th, which is a Wednesday, On a Wing and a Prayer. And the first Friday, which is April 7th, is Chevalier, The Pope's Exorcist, and the Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. You mean the juggernaut that will be Mario? Yeah. Gentlemen, we will see. It's all I'm saying is we will see. I just I can't believe you're still going to doubt the Mario movie. <laughs> I... I know 100% no, it, it won't do Avatar numbers. 100%. There's no I way. Mean, it's impossible. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, where are you on that one, Roger? Uh, you're not quite so confident now, are, are we? Are we? Huh? I'm very confident, actually. It literally hits the entire demographic for going to movies. It hits kids and their parents. That's everyone who goes to see movies. There's well, look, I'm just saying, well, I just have an inkling it's not gonna be as big as you guys think it will. If people went out to theaters and spent Dude, it's gonna do hundred and fifty million dollars opening weekend. At least. Worldwide or domestic? Domestic. Domestic. Well, see, I would have thought that about well, I wouldn't have thought that high number, but I I would have thought Whitney Houston would have at least done fifty opening weekend. That movie's also dog shit. But <laughs> so <laughs> It's Whitney Houston. There's so Has many things yeah. out there. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Who's more popular, Whitney Houston or Mario? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Sorry, Whitney. You know what I mean? At this point, this is not the case. Depending on no, who you ask, it depends Every on Mario ask. Brothers game has sold out every Whitney, every Whitney Houston <laughs> album. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, that's just an odd comparison to make. Mario versus Whitney Houston. But yeah, hey, okay. you made you it. You brought it up. That's <laughs> fair. I did, I did. <laughs> All I'm saying is if 1.9 million billion dollars were spent to go see fucking Avatar, there's no way that Mario doesn't come close to that number. It, no way. Mario's going to do big money. Oh, yeah. Well, big money and billion is two different things. But oh, I, can't wait we'll to see. See. I can't wait to see the James Cameron 
interview when Mario makes two point eight billion dollars and he and it, it beats out Avatar two. He's just crying about it. It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to drink. I, don't, I mean, look, I don't. Well, I mean, so will Marvel? So will Kev, Kevin Feige be weeping? No, Kevin Feige is going to go high no, five the guy who he'll made Mario. probably be like, dude, Mario was awesome. Yeah, he says <laughs> that that movie rules. Okay, okay. Spielberg. Right, let's take a look at what's streaming. This week we're taking a look at. Oh, Hulu. I actually have one more Mario-related thing. Mario, um, Super Mario World opens in Universal oh, yeah. Hollywood yeah. this week. So, their their Mario World opens. So, what do you mean? Oh, like, like the, 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 the amusement now? park? No, oh. the entire quarter of the amusement park what? opens. How did they get that? It's already open. it's already open in Japan. Hell and, yeah, and uh, it'll be in Orlando in a couple more years. Oh, but shit. yeah, right. Yeah, I Hell saw yeah. that when I was in Los Angeles. I saw that I was up on a hill and I could I look down and it, it looks. I mean, it looks awesome. I will say from above, it looked like you were going to be in a Mario world when I was looking down. So that's yes. at least pretty cool. But we'll see, we'll see, guys. I just have an inkling it's not going to do well. Let's talk about what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Hulu and. My choice Hulu. is Hello. my choice is Heat by director Michael Mann, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Damn it. Val Kilmer. Uh, what what did you say? I said that's a really good yeah. choice. Yeah, it's a, it's a great choice. Uh, Val Kilmer, John Voight, Tom, <clears throat> Tom Sizemore, Diane Vernon, Amy Brenneman, Ashley Judd, West Duty, Dennis Haysbert, nineteen ninety five. That was just after for me at least, just after Last of the Mohicans. So of course I was. I, I I was on a high for that kind of movie, just a well-paced action film in that cast. Oh my goodness, um, that was to me that was like one of the movies of my childhood. I didn't know how awesome it was until I got older. But oh my I do goodness! Know, <laughs> one thing I do know is the ending has stuck with me, and I will put that ending, the the ending of Heat, like the last like three or four minutes up there with I think some of the best endings that Hollywood's ever produced. Of you have when it, how it happens in that in the in, in in the airfield and it's only lit by the planes taking off and they're searching for each other De Niro and Pacino, and one of them and Pacino gets the shot off and and, and hits him and he's he's laying on that concrete slab and Pacino walks over and grabs his hand and, and De Niro's he's dying he says I, I'm I'm not going back and he said and Pacino goes I know I know and just holds his hand we get that long shot of the of the runway him standing it like it's just. One of the best endings in, in, in Hollywood history. I, I I love it. I love it. It's always stuck with me. So what do you guys think about Heat? Rob, have you seen so, the Heat? Uh, I love Heat. Heat's an incredible movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I will bring some news to you that maybe you don't know is Michael Mann wrote a book that follows up Heat called Heat 2. Hmm. And it picks right up. And it's an incredible book. That it, it's actually very recent, came out in like August. So if you haven't checked it out, you should check it out. So I oh, thought you were yeah, talking about, I, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the critically acclaimed The Heat with Sandra heat. Bullock. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the, um, what's her, what's her face? The woman I don't find funny. What's, what's her, um, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. I think it was just done with, we should be done with her, but that's just me. Um, what about you, Chris? Any, any experience with Heat? No, no, no. I thought again. I thought you were talking about the heat. I got really excited. Now I don't know what you're talking about. So, you but but like in you your mind, I've never, watched, I've never seen the heat. I've never seen heat. So in your, I've in seen your, the heat twice. You should watch heat. <laughs> yeah, heat's the famous movie with the with the gunfight downtown. With the, the, all the downtown, all the 
Val Kilmer at one point is walking down the middle of the street, reloading an AR, just fucking hosing Jeez. people. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> dude, it's Grand Theft Auto. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it really is Grand Theft Auto before Grand Theft Auto, but huh. yeah, that's before a, it was Grand good... Theft Auto. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a movie. You got to know when to walk away. That's the one that uh, you got to know when to walk away. Love it, love it. And Chris, you chose one of my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. The Mummy, directed by Stephen Summers, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo, Jonathan Hyde. Oded Fair, Eric Evari, nineteen ninety nine. Tell us about it. So this movie is just one of those ones where, growing up watching it with Brendan Fraser, I didn't know how good Brendan Fraser was at this time until I was you know later in life where I started paying more attention like to like how movies like were shot and all the you know and actors and different skill and stuff. And Brendan Fraser is really good in this film. He's I think he was the perfect casting. I don't think anyone is a better cast for this film than Brendan Fraser. The supporting cast is really good and actually like there's enough comedy in this film to where it's you know it, it doesn't get too much but it's just enough to make this wild crazy movie come to life and i remember there's two iconic parts in this film about a mummy that comes back to life you know from some ancient you know ritual is the scene where the scarabs start where everything kind of kicks off which is just creepy and it gets, gets your skin crawling these things going into people's skin and all that that i don't like that at all and the scene where uh, Emotep screams and his jaws kind of unhinged, kind of like the, uh, the the zombies in I Am Legend. Is that when he's spitting out the locust? Yeah, yeah. like that's oh that like that that imagery is forever in my in my mind. It's just it's a fun movie. It's like it's it's outlandish. It but it's just it's fun. What was it like in, in the nineties? It was like nineteen ninety nine, right? Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, I, like that. It's like it's just iconic for that for that time frame. I think I love that movie. Cool. It's a good one. Well, it's it's it's. Be adventure at its finest, if you ask me. It's just it's one of those movies that if you don't like it, the failing's on your end. Like one of those yeah. few movies that if you don't like it, then you're the one then it's just your brain's not making the connection to what is an amazing an amazingly wonderful B movie that should be loved by everybody. And it spawned a few more movies, one of them being pretty good. Well, The Mummy Returns, I think, is is up there with the best sequels that Hollywood's mm-hmm. ever produced. Yep. I really do think that. But also it's like it's the magic of Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz's Rick O'Connell. And then it's just, you know, those weird like romance where you have the, the, the rugged, the rugged, beautiful, and obviously can man any weapon and do anything. And then you, you have the librarian who's kind of out of her element, but like she's ditzy, but she fits in that world. It's just, it's a beautiful mix of all these wonderful elements that it just makes a hell of a movie. Good choice. Good, good choice, Chris. Good choice. And Roger, you chose another one. Uh, the Prestige from director Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Piper Parabo, Rebecca Hall, David Bowie, Andy Serkis. 2006. Tell us about this one. So this movie is about uh, some magicians and scientists that try to perfect a teleportation trick. And the story that weaves in between them, between like stealing stuff from each other and murder and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. It's a hell of a ride, man. Prestige is a damn fine movie. So I like it a lot. I agree. And that's actually, I do think that might be one of Nolan's finest. I, I, I know it's like revisionist history for me, but I like Nolan's early stuff way more than I like his newer stuff. There was more of an identity, I think, in his older stuff. Uh, you know, the he same. He tries too hard now. I think so. And he's kind of fallen in love with his own legend, kind of like a Spielberg or a Michael Bay type deal. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. That's as good a way as any to describe. I think you're right. I never even considered that, but he tries too hard now to make movies that people are going to remember when he could just, in the beginning, just that's, I mean, no one that watches The Prestige forgets The Prestige. 
You no? just don't. It's just one of those movies that's excellent on every single front. Those are three good movies we've picked today, boys. It is. Good it really job. is. Yeah. And yours is very uh, applicable because, you know, um, Christian Bale. Talking yeah, about I also Christian wanted Bale to talk today. about The Bear, the original show on Hulu. That <laughs> yeah, but you were denied that purpose. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> guess what we're going to do right this second? Talk about <laughs> I'm just kidding. Continue. Right, Roger, you have made, okay, no, just take 10 seconds. You've made a very bold claim that the bear is better than Ted Lasso and Game of Thrones, two shows that we think are 10s. So I do. Because what, real, real, real quick, why do you think Game that? of Thrones is a nine? Yeah. It I is, don't think it, every episode of the bear is a 10. Every single one. Every one from start to 10. finish is a 10. What is like the bear is, about? Tell people what the bear is about. The bear is about a guy who ends up, he was a classically trained chef, like top of the top of the line, classically, classically trained chef, who leaves his high-end restaurant job to come back and run his family's Italian uh, sandwich shop in Chicago. And the story that takes place with them, like struggling for money and stuff, it's it's excellent TV. Everyone so. who's watched this show has told me that it's like one of the best I shows I've ever seen. Fucking, yeah, dude, like you're seriously. not the only one, but it's like <laughs> it, it, so many people that, that watch it and go, "You would think it's good, but it's it's amazing." Dude, so. the first episode, the main character's name is Carmine, so a bunch of his his family calls him Carmi. Mm-hmm. So the guy walks in and he's like, "Carmi, you is that you?" He goes, "I thought you fucking killed yourself," <laughs> <laughs> because. Wow. Yeah, hey, I don't know how you talk to your family. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Hey, really sets the tone. <laughs> wow, interesting. So how did you find the bear? How did you... So the bear's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. And um, legitimately, I watched it the first time right as it came out. Um, over like right around 4th of July, right around the time I got COVID. Like I was laid up and they launched all the episodes at one time. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to wait. So I just binged them all when I was sick. So, yeah. And I'm going to watch it again very soon just because yeah. I want to, but it's I'm telling you, man, like I don't I don't say things are better than Ted Lasso very often, and this probably is. So Wow. That's high praise. It, it really there's is. There's a reason praise, it ran a, won a bunch of awards too. Yeah. So how many awards did it win, did you see? Uh no, but it's got a couple under its belt. Well, that's that's some serious. I mean, when you're praise. going against things legitimately like Better Call Saul and you're taking some stuff home. <laughs> You know you did okay. Yeah, that's not a bad way to look at it, actually. Not a bad way to look at it. Best actor and program of the year. Program of the year, huh? Mm-hmm. Small. Yeah. Small award. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yep. The bear. And the huh? way it ends is so fucking satisfying. And it's not over. They're making a second season, but yeah, Unlike Game of Thrones, where I don't, I don't care what I don't care what you think. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones can never uh, be a ten. It just farts its way to the end. <laughs> I don't, I don't. If you're one of those people, it's like actually, it wasn't that bad. No, you're Shut wrong. Up. You're yeah, wrong. you're wrong, and you're you're being a contrarian to be a contrarian. Shut up. <laughs> Trust me, I know a little bit about that. Hypothetically, <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. Yeah. All right, Chris, I'm going to let you have this one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. What do we see so, that's new? So this is this is hopefully the final trailer that we're going to get. Um, Should be. This this is a little bit different uh, pacing than the other trailer we've gotten. This one, it still shows off all the sci-fi elements that we're going to get out of this, but it's, uh, this is heavily ar- around who the big bad is, and that's Kang. We get to see a lot of him in this. A lot of his lines are voiced over in this. And we get to see him kind of doing his actual thing. You get to see that he does have powers. He has the ability to do certain things. They have uh, they pay ho- uh, some sort of homage to his original like little like giant headship, which I love seeing in the trailer. But you're getting you're gonna you're kind of understanding the mo- um, 
Ant-Man's motives on why like he might be siding with uh, Kang at this point, and you get to uh, kind of hear what Kang's trying to do. So very interesting trailer. I think it's it's just enough. I think they may give away a little bit too much in this trailer, but I, I don't think there it's, it's vague enough to where it's not going to hurt it yet anyway. We'll see when we see the movie, but I think it's a good trailer. Overall, This uh, I think Marvel has been very careful about this one. And I think they've done a very good job of hyping this movie up because this one has to do well because this is where they're showing off the new big bad. And this is unique because we didn't get this for Thanos, right? So Thanos was kind of in the background until he wasn't anymore. And then Thanos was all okay. over was all over the yeah, place. Right. Whereas they're giving us some Kang in this one. So they have to make this movie right because they can't kill this they can't kill this entire phase, you know, next phase before it even starts by having a bad movie with with your big bad in it. So this movie's got to be good. I agree with you, but one thing we get with this trailer and we didn't get with the other one is, although we did get Kang towards like the last 15 seconds, what we get in this trailer, more of a fleshed out story, and we also understand what may be at stake for Scott Lang. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. We kind of know his motives behind like, you know, why he might be, you know, working with Kang instead of against him, at least, you know, until whatever goes awry goes awry. I don't think that, see, I'm a firm believer that what, something you said when you were talking about it. I don't think you can ever give too much of a movie away in a trailer. I've never once that's thought not, that. I don't true. believe that. Well, like, okay, give that's me an example. That's not can, true. Can you give me an example of one movie? And I'll, I'll tell you why it, it doesn't matter to me. We've had actual conversations about about move, about move you know movies giving away too much in the, in the trailer. Uh, one of the Godzilla movies we talked about. I can't remember which one now. But, like, everything that you go there to see is in the trailer. So, like... You know, you, like you're not surprised or excited about anything. Yeah, we'll but hold on, hold movie. on. Well, question: Does that so most? Well, let's just say most people watch a movie one time in the theater, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're agreeing on. Is it does a trailer that reveals too much stop them from seeing the, from buying the ticket and seeing the movie once? What if that person also reviews movies and leaves and and that leaves a bad impression because they already saw everything? We just saw a movie where like where like the ending was given away because we saw it in your trailer. Like we've talked about that. It was a recent movie. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. You could absolutely give away too much. Energy. I don't remember what movie. We did just talk yeah. about that not too long ago. Yeah. So. And like, yeah, it happens all the time and it's unfortunate. But yeah, you absolutely can give away too much in, in your trailers. Well, because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you guys. I guess well, I mean, I've, okay, I've, that, I've said okay. for a long time that there should be one and done for trailers. There yeah. shouldn't be four trailers. Yeah. Because no, every, but I mean, one quick teaser if it's a big one, and then an actual trailer, a teaser and, then, and a trailer. Yeah. But look, if by the time you're done, if you've had ten minutes of your footage on a screen, that's too much. Yeah. No, I, well, I don't disagree with that. But it's these we only get that because these big movies tend to cut like four trailers before the actual movie comes out. And well, yeah. And you, when you when you include new new footage, there's not a whole lot. But like, I understand that, but it doesn't stop me from getting excited and watching the movie and enjoying it. It doesn't. I mean, it's for, I, I guess I'm just, you know, I just get frustrated when, when something gets spoiled in a trailer. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's not even just like spoiled in the trailer, but it's just you, you give away too much of your film to where like the audience doesn't have the same reaction they would if you would have just held that. But it's be, it's because studios are too afraid to kind of let them let the movie and the notoriety and the word of mouth do its work. They're like they have to show everything and just hope people go see it anyway. I think it's the problem. Oh, I, I agree. Well. One show that we're going to talk about next week that debuts tonight at when while we're recording The Last of Us, huge show. Hype couldn't be higher for this. And I so I seen I have seen on YouTube, uh, I listening on background noise. I was doing my work this week. There's some there's two guys on one. I forget what channel it is. They literally break down the two minute trailer. They talk about it for ninety minutes of analyzing 
the angle that this shot is, what they're showing you, and where in the game it is, and what characters are in that. Like, okay, so this character has to be there. That character. I mean, is that what you're talking about when people overanalyze things or just things you're seeing no. in quick one second? No, because that guy's a psychopath. <laughs> no, well, because that, that guy t- took the time to overanalyze something and figure things out. That's different. Um, think about, uh, I'm pretty sure one of the movies is um, is Black Adam. You know things are going to happen a certain way because of the way that the trailer breaks down. And then another one is like Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We know exactly who the Black Panther is going to be. You, they gave it away in their trailer. Well, we at least knew it was a female. They gave away the fact that there was that the that a female Black Panther was going to come in, and you know, and like the reveal moment is in your trailer. Mm-hmm. Why is the biggest point of your film in your trailer? Well, we Stop get that. Doing that. We, Chris, we would. I, I, at least my opinion is they did that because it was twenty twenty two, and they wanted that particular where we are as a, as, a, as a nation. That's I mean, that's that was an easy choice for them. Yeah, but um, again, given it's not real, necessary in your trailer. I don't disagree with you, point. but again, I can't agree with you on that one either. I, I mean, I'm one of those guys that is also like, well, if, if I'm watching a movie and I know I haven't seen a certain thing in the trailer, I'm like, okay, well, the movie can't be close to done yet. We haven't seen this. However, I don't know if you guys have heard about the lawsuit that the class action that some people are trying to file against Marvel from Infinite, no, from End War because there wasn't a certain shot in the movie that was in the trailer, they're saying it's misleading. To me, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, get out of here with that. Like, why is the judge not just telling them all all those big babies to go home? Like, why is that being entertained past being brought up? I don't get it. Can you guys maybe, maybe I'm being Mm. too hard on that? Nope, that's a waste of time for me. Yeah, but like, you know, you're going to have, as long as you have positive reasons to have those kind of lawsuits, you're always going to have the negative side. You know, people that want to try to make money off of it. But here's the thing. If it's in the trailer and, you know, and it's not there in your film, but like, you know, your trailer has parts of the film in it. I can see why you can make an argument of, you know, well, I expected this and it wasn't here. Now, is that worth a lawsuit? No, but you can be pissed about it. hundred percent. Sure. But not to the point to where you're fine, but I'm talking about a lawsuit. Like you can't. And then the studio says, actually, we made some more editing choices and we that had to go. Happens all the time. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know what the, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm confounded every single day when I see more and more lawsuits over the stupidest trivial shit. Well, yeah, but we have an entire show about shitty lawsuits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. So the, I don't, I don't know where we were. What are we talking? What are we? Oh wait, we're talking about Ant, Ant- Man. Okay. Yeah, 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 the Ant Man trailer. I'm excited for Ant Man. That comes um, halfway through. That's Valentine's Day weekend. Is Ant Man yeah. Quantum Quantum? The best thing so. about Ant Man Quantum is you probably don't have to. If you haven't seen the first two Ant Man films in a long time, you probably don't have to watch them. Honestly, because but what they're good, though. They're they, good. They are, 100%. But, but you don't have to watch those films to, to watch and enjoy this one because I think they're going to do just enough explaining of what the quantum realm is anyway before like they like dive into like all the things that are happening there. Just through some early exposition to where like you don't have to watch these those other films and feel like you have to catch up. A lot of every, uh, most of the things that happen in this film are going to be it's going to be self contained to this film, which I'm super excited about too. I don't know if that's going to be true either. I bet it is. <laughs> I bet a lot of it. Uh, but, but without what, the first two movies, you won't know. I mean, you don't know the connection. You, you, there's a lot you don't know character development-wise. There's plenty. Well, I'm just saying, like, you, you should definitely watch the first two. I'll never condone that. But, Man. I mean, if you don't have time, don't watch it. But if you have time, certainly, certainly watch what it. I'm sa- I, 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 what I'm saying is if you don't have time to watch those two films, don't feel like you have to miss out on the theater experience of this film. Oh, don't right, right, right. It. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Shotgun Wedding with Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Lopez on Amazon. What are we thinking, boys? 
Uh, I'm okay with this movie, yeah, mostly but, because it's rated R. Yeah, the trailer made me chuckle a lot, actually. So mm-hmm. this one might this might turn into a you know a decent streaming uh, straight to streaming film, actually. I hope it we'll does. See, I, I I want the R rating to matter. That's what I want. Like I want it to be a funny R rated. You want to see someone's heart get ripped out? <laughs> no, but I I, I, yes. I want. It, I don't want it to. I don't want to walk away from and then saying to myself, "Well, that could have been PG thirteen. Why was it rated R?" So here's the thing. Most of the time, with these streaming films, when they're rated R, they get their money's worth out of that R rating. Oh yeah, they love it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's when you have a you have a theater movie that's kind of bordering on it, and they get that R rating. That's like it seems kind of wasted at times. I think actually a good example of that was you know like where that was risky was Logan, where they they almost probably put out a PG thirteen version of that film, but then mm-hmm. they they pushed they got a little bit more and got the R rating out of it. Whereas these streaming films, man, when they're rated R, they go all in because they, they know they know they where they're at. They don't give a shit. They don't got to fill seats. They don't got to do nothing. They're just well, making like, this film, making money. There's there's also no screening process for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's mean, just one of those things where like you know like they're selling this to some streaming servers when they make this film or when it gets greenlit. They're just making this thing. And they want people to watch it. So they just they, they, I think I have a feeling they just go all out. I think yeah, that's why I, you see I some agree. of these bigger directors and you know like taking on these projects now and streaming because it's like oh I don't got to worry about nothing. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> how much money do I have to spend? Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of how much money do we have to spend, your place or mine on Netflix, what do you want to bet this was at least $75 million? Hold on, hold on. I, I, I want to ask you, Grayson. 75. This is, this is 112. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Is, isn't this just the holiday? What do you mean? Isn't this film just the holiday? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Netflix is a real problem when it comes to rom coms, is they're all the same. Yeah. Like, this the, the, is just the, the holiday. Like my wife is going to eat this thing up, hundred percent. But like you're, you're right. This was just a holiday with um, back in 2005 with Jack Black, Jude yeah. Law, yep. Kate Winslet. Yeah, of course. It's just two people swapping locations and falling in love with the other person. Of course. Yep. Um, but again, it's Netflix. It comes out February 10th, so they're I guess really preparing for a good, you know, cuddle up with your with your significant other on the couch and. I don't watch I mean, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon will Reese Witherspoon will do will be all right. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, where's he been lately? Does anyone even care about Ashton Kutcher anymore? Um, I don't know. Did you think he looked weird? Does anyone care about Reese Witherspoon? You know what I mean? Like you know. Oh yeah, I think people really care about Reese. I don't, I don't think people are. I don't think anyone's ever not going to care about Reese Witherspoon. <sighs> I mean, um, no more, no less than Ashton Kutcher. You know I'm I mean? sure, but. <laughs> I think Reese is probably more of a household name than Ashton Kutcher is at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's uh so okay, what are we just thinking basic rom-com for this one? You're playing oh, generic as hell. Yeah. I mean, look, mm. you already know what happens. Yeah, like you already know this that trailer showed you the entire film, just the 3-minute version. I had, I had a few chuckle points though, like where she froze and her friend rose her phone to get the facial unlock. I did, on her I did phone. laugh at that because the facial recognition <laughs> joke. I, I, I appreciated him throwing his phone when he was watching the camera. That... <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, but I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. You, you, you know, I'm gonna love it. You know, oh, I'm yeah, gonna, no, yeah. It's got Grayson written all know. over it. Are you watching this Grayson or Shotgun Wedding? Both. Can I, they're both streaming. Yeah, whatever. I don't have to go anywhere. But no, I mean, five. Okay. Good question. Based off the trailer, if I had to choose one, it'd be Shotgun Wedding. It oh, looks, of course it 100%. would. It looks here's more the thing, fun. I don't know what's going to happen in Shotgun Wedding. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, Shotgun I mean, Wedding I have a general idea. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarity, right? Shotgun Wedding also has more of a, it has more of an interest level. And, and you know, like Jennifer Lopez is much bigger than Reese Witherspoon. Um, it's fair. 
Josh Hamill isn't as big as Ashton, but true though when it comes to straight up acting, she's absolutely more relevant right now. Okay, that's that's probably fair. Okay, well that's what I meant. Is Jennifer Lopez is insanely relevant right now? So when Reese really isn't, but yeah, we'll 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 see how that comes. But I'm I'm imagining based on sheer numbers that the Netflix one will do better only because it's in more households Mm. than Amazon. But I don't know. Well, we we will definitely see. All right, gentlemen, it is time to talk about the movie of the week, Megan. M3-gan. 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 Let's get some particulars out of the way, but let's start with Rotten Tomatoes. So hold on. This is amazing. I I can't wait for you to say this out loud. Okay. Okay. Just let let me breathe. Okay. Okay. What did you say? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The the Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, 95 on the tomato meter. Like a number. <laughs> and 79 audience score. That's not too bad. But let's so let's look at the Metacritic. The Metacritic sits at 72. 72. It's fucking 72. Yeah, that's a good number. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. Well, that's there's some interesting stuff going on in Megan. That's, no, that's I agree, I agree. Though. It's just like I did not expect this out of Megan. M3, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I didn't either. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Let's just I, – I, I don't know. I, I have some thoughts, but let's get into it. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Deleted. Okay, here we go. Some particulars out of the way. Uh, directed by Gerard Johnstone. Gerard Butler. Check. (laughs) Allison Williams as Gemma, Violet McGraw as Katie, Ronnie Chang as David, Amy Amy Donald. She, I think, she does the movement for Megan, and Jenna Davis does the voice for Megan. Uh, Brian Cole Alvarez, uh, Jen Van Epps. Let's get into the movie. There's also a lot of puppeteers on the uh, on the credits and stuff. So there's a lot of of course there there would be, but yeah. Roger, what's going on in Megan, the short version? Uh, Skynet happens. <laughs> hashtag David did nothing wrong. Ha- hashtag this is a better Terminator movie <laughs> than the last several Terminators. Damn it. I was, I was going to say, and Chris, it's not better than one or two, but everything after two, this is probably better than. It is, though, yeah. right? Just, it is. Just, it really is. Jokes though. just write themselves at this point, folks. Actually, so I'll uh, I'll comment on that later because I actually have a problem. That's like one of my few problems with with this with this film. Um, the real short version of this uh, summary of this movie is a lady is a toy designer, right? Yep. Robotics toy designer, and she ends up making a robot that is like a companion for her niece who recently lost her parents, and niece kind of bonds with the robot, and robot become become sentient and. You know, it's never good when a robot becomes sentient in any capacity. So, mm-hmm. you know what happens, oh, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. We're, we're, this is not groundbreaking cinema we're yeah, going through yeah. here. <laughs> so, like, like this movie starts out with in such a good way. Like, so this movie's kind of funny. This movie has has a good bit of satire. It's, in it. it's generally yeah, funny. Yeah, we we open up to like some weird twisted commercial that like you might actually see on TV. You know, oh, but these, just... these Furbies that look hideous. Oh yeah, like they, they look they, the teeth. They... Fucking creep me out, dude. Yeah. The teeth are bad, man. Like, oh, they have these weird, these weird actual like you can see their gums in their teeth. Not like that no, at all. No, it's you know what reminds me. Remember, like the little, like the old school toys, little wind up chattery teeth. That's what they look. Oh, like. Oh yeah, they like you. You put on table and yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it just bounces. Yep. No. Oh, you you know the design. Like like 
for the show, the movie, like they, they thought, yeah, these need to look kind of creepy, but I almost it. like they I could be. Hated yeah. Them. Yeah. But like we open that way, it's it's got a funny commercial that's it's 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 hilarious. Then it's just, it sets the right tone for what you're gonna see, right? Because then you get this heavier scene where you know this this little girl's parents get hit by a snowplow and everybody dies but her, and now she's an orphan ish. So it's like you know. It goes from that. It, it goes from the comedy to that real quick, and that's kind of what this movie does the entire time. It's, Hard change. Yeah, it's like you 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 have this you know this dialogue. You're experiencing the movie as it unfolds. Here's the plot, but then like there's like these character these satire characters in this movie too. Like his name's David, right? Like her boss. Mm-hmm. Like he's he is absolutely not a real person. No, this person he's hilarious. But he's I hilarious love on screen. Listen, I would party with this guy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But then same thing with his assistant. Like that's always the the movie cliche assistant guy. But like that, that guy's not there. That's not a real person, right? There's no one that is that spineless that actually has a job for someone like that. It just oh, doesn't I, work that way. I, I, I'm sure there is someone that is like that. But I mean, what I didn't like about that is his story went nowhere with the stealing of the ideas and the plans. It just went nowhere. Spoiler. I mean, it went somewhere. So let's so let's let's start by let's okay. start with the plot. So the plot generally is what Roger said. A kid loses her parents, is adopted by the adopted by the sister of her, her mom, and happens to be a toy robot maker. The girl falls in love with it, but like it's a weird bond, and you know it, it is. And I mean, all jokes aside, if you're explaining someone this movie, if you say it's it's Skynet in a funny way, they'll they'll get it real quick. Yeah, I mean, again, it's pretty damn accurate. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's just a robot kind of a robot starts learning on its own and takes its job way too seriously of. Protecting the protecting the girls, Katie's mental and physical well being. She takes her job way too seriously. Um, so, so yeah. Well, I was gonna say. So I mean, yeah, the setup for this film is pretty good, actually. It, it, you know, we get all the characters that we're gonna see throughout. You know, you see even the therapist pretty early, and then the the movie unfolds where like you're following Megan and like you're seeing what she sees, right? You see the interactions that yep. she witnesses. You, you're watching him learn watching her learn however the thing that i don't like is what this movie does is the dog scene where megan gets like quote-unquote broken and what kind of starts all the downhill stuff from there okay. i think they should have just committed to skynet's learning and you know ai is a terrible thing that will bring the destruction to humanity without a without a dog to you know hurt this hurt the wiring to make that happen well, I, no, like no, that no, no, I don't think the dog i don't think it I, this is a cautionary tale of this is i mean if you told someone this is a cautionary tale of what could come, it absolutely. I mean, well, we have robotics doing scary stuff. And years ago, when I was when I just was still working in Pittsburgh in 2018, 2019, right next to the film studio is Google was testing their self drive cars. And like, I would walk out to the parking lot and I would just see a car with no one in it driving on the main street. Like that freaked me out. Yeah, Uber was the test site. Yes, yeah, sorry, Uber. Sorry, not Google. Uber was doing that. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was, but that's a rare, that's a very real thing that, you know, in robotics, yeah. people are testing out is, well, yes, how to it, do these things. But in this film, the dog scene happens. And during that dog attacking her, her, her neck and her head spark as if, as if that's what starts the chain of events for her to become a killing machine. That's exactly what happens in the film. They show you that. Yes. Well, yeah. But I mean, again, it's, yeah, but it's more of a, yeah, but I get what you're saying. So go, go yeah. on with it. Sorry. I mean, well, yeah, I'm just saying they don't need that. I think, I think just the purely the AI taking over and prioritizing Kate and her feelings and her emotional state and like the AI determining that like people are dangerous. They all need to die if they're going to endanger this kid or 
you know, that the only way to save this kid or this kid is for just it just to be me and Kate, you know, and then she kills everyone that, you know, I think that would have been fine. I think they were too afraid to like just let the AI run rampant without any other driving. Well, because well, well, I got to gotta think, honestly, if you have a movie where AI just goes crazy, we've seen that before like oh, yeah. many times. But I mean, if you give a reason to like short out and like fuck up, at least it opens more. I think it's, yeah. it tells a, a slightly different version of that story. I guess I, I, I'm, I'm sure we've seen some movie with a robot in it where it's a good robot and then something well, breaks it and then it becomes a bad robot. Too. Inevitably, every time we yeah. create an AI, nothing good ever comes from it. I mean, legitimately, <laughs> it is enough, yet yeah, to be it is yet to be good for humanity in any capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you're definitely right about that. But yeah, but I mean, like plot wise, like like that, that's where things start going like downhill for everyone except for you know Megan, mm-hmm. you know, and that that shortly after you know we you know we've met her shitty neighbor now she's going to go to this weird boot camp for kids or whatever the hell she's doing and where where we what the fuck was that where we meet brandon and brandon's insufferable mother oh yeah who who thinks he's a gentle soul and then brandon's obviously the devil oh absolutely you mom yeah (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. fuck fuck off holly those are those those are those satirical eye-rolly moments that like if this movie didn't start out with that commercial the way it does I wouldn't accept it in this film. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, I mean that's fair. Yeah, like, like, like the movie knows what it is, and it it it's not hiding that; it's embracing it and like mixing it in with like you know its weird sci-fi killer doll plot. Sure, you know, go for it. You know, I kind of respect that. It it's one of those things where it's like you know the kid Brandon. While I'm sure he exists somewhere, you know it like in that in that like harsh of a form right in the middle around a lot of people your kid telling you to you know fuck off holly you know that's that, that you just don't see it but i mean i do respect it because most of the time i refer to my mother by her first name <laughs> so i generally just... don't tell her to fuck off directly to her face though. <laughs> well, not but that i haven't just but that's like normal circumstance yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's funny because kids are kids my do mom that does listen earlier. to this show too oh so. yeah yeah kids do that much earlier these days is they True. get mouthy I, I, yeah, mouthy. When they, I mean, it's just it's like the the whole like. I think it captured it well with that with Brandon. What like mm-hmm. that's I think very accurate for a lot of kids. Yeah, I, I think Brandon encompasses a lot of different like uh, like a whole spectrum of like of just like shitty kids, right? Like that's what Brandon kind of signifies here. But I, I just... think we're we're jumping a little far. So what I, what I thought were I mean there are a lot of plot holes. Like we're talking plot holes you could drive a truck mm-hmm. through. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like literally, in in one of the scenes, her, her boss is like, "Okay, the the guy that they make the presentation to, a very successful presentation where Megan comforts Katie over the loss of her parents and keeps a memory so she can always have it. Like that's a great moment." And then the guy says, "We have to keep this under wraps. Absolutely, no one hears about this." The very next scene is she's in the car with the girl, and then at camp. What is? Yeah. Going- Right, yeah, yeah. What, what part of nobody can see this? Did that yeah. woman not understand? Well, like, let, let's also talk about how how David, the CEO, isn't a person because, like, your CEO isn't down there in the lab yelling at your at your you know at your people making your dolls. Right? I don't know though. We found out the small they, company they spent a hundred k on like a mask for it. Yeah, he might uh... maybe, but like, it, it your CEO isn't 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 like in in the trenches like that you know unless it's a small company this company is you know this is like you know the competitor to hasbro in this film right sure, like they're, yeah. they're they're pretty big but like well, again that was i think portland though I and mean, that was the the, yeah. the, the, the the land of startup yeah. i want to make a billion dollars tomorrow yeah place, well but like, like again i think it leans into like i appreciate 
the like the satirical nature of some of these characters in some of these situations. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Film is well, not is isn't too serious upon itself, and I think that's one of its positives. So let's talk about Allison Williams for a second. The mm-hmm. the the film's lead, Gemma. Yeah. Let's talk about her for one second. She's a she's a programmer and a robot, brilliant in her field as well. Years ahead of where she should be at, at that age. Let's talk about her for a second. So where does she works for a toy company? Yeah. Well, sort of she's... like the defense department. <laughs> <laughs> but also her character is like one of those things too that, I mean, as far as the plot's concerned, I thought was weird. Because yeah, she like, only like leaves... she's way too smart to be doing these stupid things. Well, well, and but... She's pretty generic too, though. She, yeah, she is incredibly, yeah. it's like insert smart robotics girl here. We need you know. almost dorky, but not quite they do computer a job lady. of like, of like of like having her character thrown into the whole motherhood thing, guardianship thing. Sure. Because like, you know, her house has like collectible, expensive collectibles everywhere and dangerous items that aren't for kids. So like, maybe she is a little bit aloof, you know, to those kinds of things. She's never lived that way. So like, yeah, maybe she will make some, make some like wrong decisions, you know, one now that like, this is her situation. I mean, I do appreciate how she completely went from like, I don't know how to take care of a child to be, I built a robot that just takes care of everything for me. <laughs> like that kind of hustle was incredible because oh, like no, no, minutes no, no, after happened. Megan is alive and going, she's just like, Oh no, the, the robot can just handle everything. Yeah, yeah, no, she's good. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just one, what, I mean, like days later, <laughs> but, hold on, hold on a second. They were working on that long before. So I mean, in their defense, yeah, it was but, almost that's the point. They wanted they wanted to replace the parents, you know, mundane tasks of making sure your kid washes their hands and flushes the toilet. And, it was a part of the pitch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, but that's the answer to your question. It's not to replace the parent; just yeah. it makes the parent do the important thing. I, I, I did appreciate the, the funny segments, so like the the flushing quick the cuts, toilet. the flushing the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Well, even even Megan was was done with Kate's shit. Like yeah. like Megan, seriously, yeah. Kate. Seriously, <laughs> like you just go back there and flush the toilet. So I mean, well, I mean, like, so like, like this movie has some, you know, like talking about the plot. This movie has a lot of it hits a lot of things that are actually kind of like true nowadays too. Like I think that's one of the reasons why this movie works is it talks about a serious thing with like you know you know raising kids around you know with all these electronics, right? So like it's an actual thing that I'm sure every parent thinks about. Like you know you know is my kid having too much screen time or you know are they too attached to the x x or y device? Are they playing too much of this game? Are they doing this too much? That's an actual thing that like is 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 a, is prevalent and it will only get more serious as time goes on. It'll just evolve. Yeah, yeah. No, and like right. this is kind of like the the over dramatized version of that. Where like you know now we have a robot that you just your kid hangs out with instead of an actual person, and this is what will happen if if there's no emotional connection with your kids and like you know other kids and other friends. And so like it tackles something that's actually like the, something that the audience is probably thinking about. Oh, yeah. at some level. And I think it helps the movie resonate true. But then, like, you know, it's this woman who literally makes a doll. Is like, you know, oh, she's fine now. Now she oh, yeah. has a robot friend. No, she does everything I need. I can now I can now go be a working person again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and it, it, it actually like that's a piece of the plot. And I think it's a good underlying story that like they, they play off of. Oh, I, I, I agree with you on that one. It's it's but this has a lot of like Chucky elements in it. Of course. Yeah, and it does, but it isn't Chucky. He's my best friend. I, I, I think I think one of the best parts about this film is that it isn't Chucky. But there is like there is there is reverence for Chucky in this, but also it's it it's fine to be its own thing. But it's a cult class. I mean, this this movie is absolutely going to be a cult classic because it's it's for the reasons you said, Chris. It's kind of off the wall, insane most of the time. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Like everyone's but in like, a fun way. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's going to watch it and be like, you got to come see this movie and watch the boss. He's so crazy and he says yeah. shit all the time. Like he's so, but everyone's kind of nuts. And even the neighbor is mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me ask you, Roger and Chris, you guys are both parents of young girls. If they were to yep. stick their hand in a fence to grab a toy and a dog were to do that to them, what would you do? I'm just, oh, I'm just game curious. over, bro. Yeah, that I mean, so like this is big talk, but that dog is no longer like alive. If no, I no. has to separate them, you know what I mean. No, period. No. We have, we have, we're having a problem. Yeah, like like that. And here's the thing, you know how like I get like my kids' toys on your side of the fence, kind of crap. That doesn't make it okay for your dog to rip. No, my, that dog didn't yeah. just nip at her. Yeah, like sank yeah. the teeth in, yeah. bro. That dog is ripping flesh out. Like there's a problem at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like hey, the dog snapped at my kid. Yeah. My kid's crying. Oh no, no. Yeah. the dog clamped onto yep. her arm yeah yeah okay fido has sensitive ears and my dumbass kid touched his ear and it got yeah she got nipped yep that's, okay that's yeah we'll handle that yep. sure yep. sorry no, your dog's fine it doesn't know any better to, where cujo is ripping the girl's arm off and, and doing the death roll that alligators do yeah no that, <laughs> nope, there's a problem i thought the actual so the actual wound that she has when she pulls her away from the fence is nowhere near what that 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 would have been serious damage like it like, could have been like yeah. cartilage and nerve damage and like yeah. your hand doesn't work right for the rest of your life type of damage yeah, yeah it could that have been. absolutely been but it's just but that's how so we're seeing this if that is to be part of the production plan which you know part of the plot then it obviously is working in this movie's favor because this movie's doing very well mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I don't know if that's because it's part of the James Wan camp like people just follow him because of all the you know very successful horror movies he has his hands in. With I mean, the, um, what's, I know, what's the I know in your, Roger? I know in your sphere, Grayson, that that like that's something that people think about, but like I don't think that's what people are thinking about when like they go to see the movie, Meg. You know, Megan. I don't no, think that's it. You're you're probably right on that one, Chris, because it's like if you watch this trailer, I mean, you don't know who the director is, yeah, right. But you'd probably be like. All right. <laughs> That's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, people seem to like this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's, all it's, right. It's reviewing well. It's week yeah, two. We check this out. This. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. I mean, yeah, so, it's, it's, a, it's a decent story. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, though, it's not anything groundbreaking. It just what it does, it does well. So, you know, who will have a problem with this film? And it'll probably lose, like, there won't be recommendations from like, a certain demographic construction workers that use pressure washers because pressure walkers washers don't work the way that they do in this in this film they do not they do not (laughs) which i thought was super like that was a cringy moment for me it was it it was comical but in a bad way on screen you know what i mean like no one gets blown back six feet from a pressure washer i mean trust me it's gonna hurt real bad and you're gonna be bleeding well you also can't use a nail gun like that either true yep i mean legitimately that's i used to do construction yep like you have to have pressure against something even to even and then you have to pull the trigger yeah yeah no it's there's some things in this movie pressure washer nail guns don't work that way but it's a cool it's a cool horror movie kill you know i get that but what did she do with the dog (laughs) listen i like the reveal of like when, when you finally learn like with her that the dog's dead yeah. like you know because well, you don't you don't i mean listen you have the idea oh yeah 100%. but you don't necessarily know no not at all <laughs> but like i i do love the line like you know you know she's like like 32 west and 64 longitude and five Four feet, feet deep, deep. Yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i thought that was a cool line i like that and like the also, G- who combed megan's hair after the dog attack listen <laughs> <laughs> i thought about that a lot Oh, it's just like wow, her hair got fixed up real nice. Yep, That's yep. 
like this this movie has small details which are which are you know like you can appreciate some that are like kind of cringy but again that's kind of like this movie's wheelhouse anyway right yeah let me so at what point do you definitively make the decision in your head that okay it's the doll all all, some of these can be coincidence but at what point, like during in in the in the oh, you mean like as a character in the film? Well, be, well, no, as 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 the problem. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like that's the whole thing is like Gemma kind of just kind of oh, that's coincidence. So that really didn't happen that way. Or like what I don't understand how many of these instances can happen before you like um something is wrong and it's that doll. I mean, for me personally, the first time it cocks its head to the side and asks me if I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm be like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, excuse I, me, doll. You're supposed to suspend your disbelief because, like, you know, she's designed this doll. She's programmed it to never have these issues, and blah 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 blah. You know, but you know, so you like you don't catch on that. You know, you think you know maybe you think there's a chance, but like, no, it can't be. I design, you know, I program it where it can't do this. So like that's how, like why things will escalate the way they do. But so I, I do want to make one other point. I'm very happy no one got stabbed with a pen in this movie. How come? Because I thought multiple times someone's oh, going to get the whole, stabbed. The, the whole pen hey, scene. look at this pen. Yeah. <laughs> I thought multiple times <laughs> somebody was getting stabbed yeah. with a pen, and that just makes me cringe. Yeah, they oh, I mean they set it up though. That, for right? It, multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Well, but no, so, is there ahead, really I mean, would it have been outside this movie's wheelhouse? No, absolutely no, not. I was just personally happy I didn't have to see somebody get impaled yeah. with a pen. <laughs> Like right in the eye, like the eye socket. I mean, it was always bad. the eyeball or the ear hole. And, yeah. No, oh, the, the what's the um, hole. what's the robot in the basement's name? Brucey. Brucey. You know exactly how this movie is going to end up, though. Of course. The second you oh, see, oh, I, I called it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the theater, and I told the guy next to me. I didn't have anyone next to me because I was in the movie theater by myself. I hate. Oh, that. we discussed that too, loser. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that so much. I, I'm, I'm sick of going to horror films and being the only guy in the goddamn giant ass dark theater. I hate well, this. Wh- when did you go? I went three o'clock on a Friday. Well, people are working at three o'clock, man. Like, I, don't, I get it, but like, you know, I need one weird teenage couple to be in there that think they're gonna, you know, so you can sit close the to them, so you can sit close to them, make it even more yeah. weird because perfect. <laughs> But like it's you're not that. helping your case out for not sounding like a loser. <laughs> I wish there was a teenage couple I could sit by. <laughs> Bro, don't say shit like that. <laughs> That's how you go to prison these days. It's fair. Okay, so that's fair. So Roger, you're the one that really gets kind of ugh, around horror films. I know for weeks you were dreading this one. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? No, because it, it, here's the thing: it's it's kind of fun yeah. in like a weird demented-y kind of way. It's not really a horror film. You no, know, I wouldn't think say it, right? so. Yeah. Um, listen, is it creepy at sometimes? Yes. I like dolls. Definitely. Um, but again, though, it, it's not very surprising, which also, there's no real jump scares or any of that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit here. Yeah. It's not it's not garbage horror, which is, is that's that makes it better. Yeah. Is it again, though, it's not overly sophisticated cinema we're getting here, but it does work. Yeah. You know, it where it's funny, it's funny. Where it's where it's creepy, it's creepy, and that's that's all it really needs to be. I was shocked to learn about this movie's budget. Yeah, because well, because Chris like, looked up the budget. What's the budget, Chris? Twelve million. Well, I think well, designing all those robots would cost far much more money. <laughs> well, like, well, I'm ser- like Megan looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not any scenes where like like the CGI looks bad or, or things like that. But it's like. They did a really good job of making her look pretty damn real for like well, what from, this movie from, is. Hold on, for what I understand, it's a girl. It's a little it's a girl person that's acting like robotic movement with so, whatever does it. Whatever you know, that's yeah. fine. But like you know, it's 
this movie could have looked bad, right? Yeah. Like there could have been some bad shots. You're right. I'm assuming her whole it's just her face that's the CGI. Probably. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but like it's just one of those things where like that's a that, that's a cool thing because like yeah. they they definitely made their money back and mm-hmm. you know the budget was way less because like how good Megan looks. Yeah, I mean they're almost a tenfold their budget. Yeah. So yep. It's impressive, actually. Wait, was this a Blumhouse movie? It yeah. was, wasn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. Just <laughs> pump them out, make ten times the budget, keep yep. right on roll, baby. Yeah, like they seem to do it every time, though. They do it more it, than well, they don't. Well, it's the thing. It's not every time because yeah. listen, sometimes it makes them turds. Mm-hmm. It, it happens, yeah. but you know, if you if I, they go four out of five, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> you know, they'll make it. They'll do what they need to. They do. They are successful more than they aren't, and yeah. the successes far out pay for the, the ones that don't work out well. Mm-hmm. well that's, that's even the, the ones thing. that don't really work out that well still almost always make close. their budget yeah. back. So yeah. they re- I Blumhouse rarely takes a loss. Yeah. No, I don't so. think they've ever t- have they ever taken a loss? Oh, I'm they had, sure they've, they've had, had they, to. you know they have. Statistically it's impossible. Well haven't. the last real Blumhouse that I can remember that I thought was actually just a trash remember when they did that Fantasy Island remake a couple years ago? Yeah, but that wasn't that still made a shitload of money. Yeah, but it, I mean that was actually really bad though. I'll find out. I don't think it made a bunch of money, but it probably made it listen, thinking about it though, it probably made his budget back. But, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean it I'm sure it did. But I mean, here's the thing is like I so okay, so we we've the the, the plot movie in the actual supposed let's put a hold on that. Let's talk about the actual the actual characters then and the ones that we We've talked a little bit about Gemma. Let's talk about the little girl, Katie. Mm-hmm. Did you, how did you perceive this little girl? I'm laughing because I thought she was an unholy terror. Yeah, no, she's kind of a shitty kid. Mm-hmm. No, listen, oh, yeah. she was kind of not great before her parents died. And then having your parents die obviously must be terrible. But uh, there's a catalyst for a kid who already wasn't doing so awesome to just spiral into destruction. Well, so. I get that. Something happens to you and that changes who you are as a person especially so young but those are called watershed moments in life there man i was just there are moments in the movie i was like can someone just please punch her in the head and knock her out i couldn't i just couldn't deal with it she was being she's also kind of not real no one is really real in this movie as chris said they're all kind of really over dramatic characters of characters characters Characters. characters there it's the word i was looking for yeah speak real good into a microphone <laughs> <laughs> hey but yeah it's katie kind of sucks mm-hmm. Gemma kind of sucks <laughs> they were Gemma, definitely stuck i don't think Gemma sucks i just think she's listen she's a shit parent she, bro yeah she put well, a robot a parent, to do the parent I mean, also in that situation i feel like a woman like that who is absolutely focused on her career and really doesn't have any idea what it means to take care of anyone but herself, would have definitely... Well, the character that we were given in, in, in Gemma, as far as the story is concerned, I think would have handed the girl over to... I mean, after like a couple of weeks, she'd be like, she'll stay here for a little while, we'll get it settled, then we'll send her with the grandparents. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Because that would have been better for everybody involved. Yes, especially the girl, Katie, the little the little girl affected so much. I mean, and probably the neighbor's dog and the neighbor. <laughs> she <laughs> really want to factor that in. The kid at the camp, um, <laughs> um, a couple the, people from the office. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely would have been better, but I mean, it's it wouldn't have given us as fun a movie, that's for sure. But so, no, I mean, she just would have had to go on a killing spree about, all the way to Florida. How about the pitch room in the in the this the office being like this black and red like death looking room? Like that's not a place. No, to so pitch no, things. it's e- it's either a death room or something like a group of people come together to watch a sex show. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's what, it that's is. what that is. <laughs> 
Or like yeah, one of the, yeah, like a screening room for like a nice. There's a guy sipping wine, yeah. smoking a cigarette, watching people fuck on yep. stage. That's, like, that's, that's what's room. happening. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Yep. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, that I know anything about any of that. That's okay. That's a fair, fair, fair. All fair points you're saying. I don't. Yeah, all fair points you're saying. Um. What? So what about some? What about the two programmers? How do you guys feel about her? The Gemma's. I actually like them. I think I think they do just enough for this film. Yeah, they are 100. percent But like, I I I think I think they have one of the like one of the they're in one of the stronger scenes in the movie, which is which is when like your act three like begins and (laughs) she starts going on the rampage when she when she's wrapped up in the like the bubble wrap and falls over. The guy's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was a bad idea. Yep. I also love in the car when. Megan turns her head to look at the other parent. The other parent's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> That's great. It's wonderful. But it's how you should act. Like that movement is not real. And Chris, I know you love the Megan on all fours in the woods. Oh man, chasing nope. the little boy. I'm down. glad they only did that once. It don't move right. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's actually more unsettling. And I know we do see it a little bit in the trailer. We also see the the four legged run in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. When she's dancing in the hallway and just starts killing everybody, I'm just yep. like. No, no. <laughs> Make this stop. No. Well, see, this, this is where I have a hard time with horror films because I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, but if that if it's if Megan's in front of me and I'm in a hallway, you're gonna have a pile of scrap when I'm done. That let's just let's just be 100 percent. Ten to that. one, that robot fucks you up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are no you way. saying it? Are you saying in hand to hand combat you, you would defeat best Megan? Megan. <laughs> Yes, zero percent chance of that. There's no way you beat a robot, a sentient AI robot, in any form of hand-to-hand combat. I don't mean hand-to-hand combat. I mean knowing what the robot's capabilities are, just going around it. I don't. No one stood and fought this thing except for Gemma. Not one person. Not one. So you think you would be the one? (laughs) You would be the guy like coming out of the mailroom and be like, "I'm gonna fuck this robot up." I know you like Terminator, (laughs) but why are you trying to be John Connor in this? That's not what's gonna happen. (laughs) Because I don't, I, I don't, that's, that's one of the reasons why I really never, I just, you know, the child's play, Chucky, I just never got behind it because no one ever just kicked him across the room. Well, that's true. But here's the thing. Let, let's talk but about Chucky and Megan are different. Yeah. Let's talk about Megan for a second. <laughs> she is made of, they mentioned she's made of like titanium. Titanium alloy. Yeah. You're going to kick Megan thinking you're going to be hot shit and you're frozen you're to be broken in six places yeah she's gonna take your hand and just crush it in the dust <laughs> like you could you could start with the machete and she's gonna kill you like there's no way you win that fight with the machete <laughs> i think i'd come at it no, no, do you guys think you would stand a chance oh i would no. just leave i'm not stupid <laughs> if i fight megan in a hand i'm getting turned inside out and wore like a skin suit 100 percent. yeah so are you <laughs> i would i would like to know i would survive just because i would just leave <laughs> he's he's in the elevator going nope Nope, nope, nope. I open the door and be like, fuck, no. God damn it. <laughs> you know, it reminds me. Did you guys see the, the new thing where like 8% of American males voted that they could take a lion in oh, physical combat yeah. again? Again, yeah. that happened. <laughs> Why is it? You cannot do that, sir. Uh, you will be dead. I always think of Roger. Remember that? I don't want to. We talked about it a couple of times on the show, but the. A, a paper. I'm watching an animal versus humans. How, how, much would you, death. how much would you pay to watch? Hundred bucks a clip, baby. Hundred bucks a clip. Nine ninety nine once a month. Ooh, buddy. Ninety nine ninety nine to watch ten convicts, like death row convicts, like take on a silverback gorilla. You have you have one good coordinated attack, and once that fails, you're yeah. all dead. You know that poor gorilla. You know what I mean? He didn't ask for none of that. Maybe no. he did. He gets to have all the fun though. 
No, one of those like silverbacks that like <laughs> rip steel girders off of ceilings and stuff. Yeah, you yep. have one chance for a coordinated assault, and after that, you're just <laughs> oh man. So yeah, no. let, but let back, back, back to fighting Megan, which is never never going to be a good thing for anybody who tries. Nope. Look, okay, let me just ask you this then. Remember, do you guys remember the movie Malignant? Yeah. When um, you know, you the, had the you comedy had that, that was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's is, that fucking bench. <laughs> Do you remember the the chair thrown across the, the yeah. room? Yeah, like it's wonderful. But like, this is the same type of like wonderfully, you know, w- wonderfully placed comedy with kind of off the wall horror. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's the same kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, similar, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's that's one movie I excuse me, that's one movie I thought of when I was watching this is Malignant. Like, I I I referenced the chair throw with all this when all this stupid stuff was going down in the towards the end in the. And the what 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 was the company's what was the company name? Funk, that? Funk something. Funky Funko, or five, yeah, F U N K I or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Funky. In, 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 Funky. In okay. building, yeah, in that building. Surprised, I bet you Funko was real happy about that. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Well, and you know Hasbro being called out and fun, fun, yeah, of course. I mean, I, it, that's what I thought of with the chair throw and all that stuff was going down in the. I, I just. There's an element of okay, none of this is real. I'm just going to enjoy the rest of this for what it is, and yeah. know that nothing is real in this movie. the 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 physics by what governs how things move doesn't apply here. People are cowards. It just all the horror tropes, you know, come in. It's just it's one of those movies that like you just have to want to have a good time in, in the theater or on the couch to really get through this. Yeah, I mean the movie isn't perfect by any means, but the no. movie is movie's good enough. It's for very what watchable. It is. Yep it's it's above average. As as stated by plenty of critics too at this point. And since you want to just quickly say what we want to say about the third act, I mean it 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 works, right? Yeah. Like all mm-hmm. the pieces come together. Listen, there are no real surprises in it. No. Let's, let's just lay that out there. But I mean, it was fine by me. Yeah, like, like I like how she's hacking cars, but like they don't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you gotta you have to have the key somewhere in the car for the ignition to even work blah 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 you can't just hack it to work it no absolutely not. by the way I, wouldn't somebody had a mclaren and they're like we can fuck with it for a yeah, day. yeah so by the definition of so by the definition of how megan works like the first time she was put on any wi-fi anywhere pretty much the world is starting to go downhill I mean, like Skynet. she would learn everything real quick right is that what yeah. we're whatever yeah, the, 100%. yeah so there's no way that once Megan was – I mean I'm talking like from a pure story story aesthetic here. Once Megan was first plugged into the Wi-Fi, which she would have been to control everything, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like she's already got all the dirty yeah, – As soon as she learns, she can download new information and learn stuff. Which is why, again, you wouldn't win in hand-to-hand combat because she knows kung fu. Yeah. Yeah, True. I guess. I, I just – size also matters. In advanced like, military tactics. <laughs> I I still don't think I would lose to that, but you guys somehow think it. Or I would just duck into a room and shut the I door. I think you would lose to the 11-year-old child. <laughs> I would not. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about beating up Katie, but I would definitely not be beaten hand-to-hand. I don't want to talk about by... beating up Katie, but I'd beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think you tricked me into saying that, Roger, and I thank you very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to back I to reality. I wouldn't say I'd fight a child, but look, <laughs> if I had to fight a child, but look, these hands are rated E for everybody, E for everyone, <laughs> equal rights and equal lefts, baby. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. This has gone way off the rails. Way no, off this the is rails. exactly the rails it needs to be. Yeah, on. no, this is the best that I've ever done right here. This is it. The pinnacle of my podcasting career. About oh, fighting man. children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Moving Sadly, in. this is something I put a lot of thought into. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love that these hands are rated E for everyone. That's great. That's, that's probably an old one, but that's the first time I've ever heard that. That's a, that's good. It, it's relevant, too. But yeah, uh, so like, I mean, yeah, Act 3, I think Act 3 starts out really, I think, perfectly. I, I love that scene where she's all strapped up and they're like, they're trying to get her to power down and all of a sudden, like, you know, oh, we're offline. <laughs> I thought in theory, oh, well, you're dead. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, and yep. like, it's an eerie scene. It has, it has some good weight to it. And, you know, then it all happens and it's awesome when, when it does. And the whole hilarity of the hall, the hallway scene happens where she's dancing. She grabs up. The, there's no way. In, there's this is another like moment. There is no printer and paper cutter in the same spot anywhere and like where the public can reach it yeah in the middle of the hallway yeah like no. no one paper no one uses a paper cutter anymore because it's not 1994 so that's not a thing the paper's already cut because it's in the printer you're not cutting your paper and then put in your goddamn on. printer like, so let's talk about that hallway for one second that yeah. hallway which is you know a long hallway with red and then a few with red wallpaper and a few doors why is there just a random nook where there's a paper like a paper that's cutter what... Have you ever watched uh, Severance on Apple TV? Every hallway looks like that. It's just generic white, and like every now and then there's a nook and then a turn, and that's it. Everything (laughs) looks the same. It's so fucking bothers me. (laughs) I wondered, like, like, why would that paper cutter, why would that, whatever they call that thing, I don't know what the thing's called. It's a paper cutter. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But why would it be a giant blade on it? I haven't seen one of those in a production office now for years i don't know yeah. why they would yeah be because one. why would you ever be cutting paper the last time i remember having one was was in a classroom in eighth grade you know what i mean like that's a terrible idea as well you know what i mean yeah but, because you cut everything with it yeah pencils pens yep. shit whatever put your finger in there stupid yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> i remember when i was in eighth grade we used uh we used to buy suckers off of our eighth grade teacher and they're round, and we'd like try to cut them with the paper cutter and those things would like would like pull in and pull out and <laughs> <laughs> like we should have no hands <laughs> these are dangerous like there's no way there's just one in a hallway but like, this is like what this is what this movie is right so it's fine it's fitting sure yeah but that's the thing is like it, it fits in with that universe because that universe is wonky anyway yeah because well, i remember watching the trailer and her having a machete at that part i'm like where the hell did she get a sword and then like <laughs> I, then halfway through the movie like oh, I'm, I'm like oh they're, they're in like a toy place so you know i do swords. want to lay one thing out it would be just as believable if she went into the guy's office and he had a sword on the wall because that's true. he's that kind of prick <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like dave's he, sword yeah he's that kind of guy that would have a sword on his wall of his fucking work office yep well, he would have been, yes, he would have been that kind of guy who had like a ninja samurai sword and always bragged about it on his wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm and saying? Then he dies from it. It wouldn't even be coming. that. It would be like a giant like Absolutely. Scottish claymore, like some <laughs> seven foot monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's move into scoring, Megan, then. Right. Um... I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, months ago when we first saw the trailer for Megan, I was like, nope, fucking hard out, hard out. Turns out I like Megan. Like, it's, it's not bad. Um, I've actually been surprised. It's amazing. You know, like I, I tend to review horror very fairly when the movie's actually okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this movie, like I said, is not groundbreaking by any means, but it does work. Fun matters. You know, my whole spiel that I do. I think this movie's like a seven. Um, All right. I think it's pretty good. All right. uh, I'd probably recommend Megan to most people. And it's PG-13, so you don't have to worry about it. Even if they have kids, you, listen, you want to creep them out a little bit, Megan will probably work, but it's not rated R. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, sure. 
I, I'll go second. I'm not going to go quite seven, but everything you said rings true for me as well. This is a six and a half. It's good. It's fun. It's tropey. It's whatever it needs to be. This movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was absolutely I thought happy. This movie was going to be jump scare, hot garbage, and that I had to sit through and be irritated about for 20 minutes after I left the movie theater. No, I had a decent time, Megan. It's fun. It's fun in all the ways it needs to be. So, uh, yeah, six and a half. I'm right with Chris. Six and a half is where I'm sitting. Um, one question, though. Do how that movie, The Last Shot, do we get a sequel mm-hmm. to this? Oh, yeah. You, you, I mean, think, you think there's a sequel? To, I mean, it's already made. It's all. It's pretty I much mean, made look, 100 million off. You can change an A into a four. <laughs> God. <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. As soon as I don't like endings like that, because like literally what I said about the Wi-Fi, Megan is just. She can never be killed now because she's going to be everywhere. I she's don't, like fucking Ultron. Yeah, like like either we never get a, a sequel for Megan, or we get the most over the top Megan's taking over the, the world best movie. Sequel yeah, for <laughs> Megan. we get the best sequel of Megan where there's robot Skynet Megan's everywhere, just raiding the world. You know, I'm I'm glad they didn't go the route of she was just one of several yeah. and then like the like the end where like she had like an army with her like i'm so glad they didn't go that route i'm no, also, true yeah i'm bad. also so glad they didn't go the route of like putting megan in the same room and then she just kills like 16 people mm. i'm just like because to be, me it's be, like be, because if you could take megan 16 other people could take megan right no, but it's just ridiculous like it's someone just kick chucky across the room please just kick him that's all i'm asking you is just to kick him same with megan just Find some way to put her out of commission. How hard can it possibly be? I mean, again, you I ask her when she rips your throat out. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, fair. I mean, they do end up putting her out of commission, right? You know, through the power of love and friendship. Did you... One thing I do want to say, neither one of you mentioned the Terminator moment in the end where he's crawling towards her when Sarah Connor, he's... No. She, oh, she says, there. you're Terminator fucker, but it's it's, it's only his, his head kind of torso and his arms crawling in. It's, that's that's absolutely the shot for Megan is yeah. it's the head, the torso, and the arms crawling towards her and then I mean, we already said we already said it, it's a better Terminator. Well, movie. yeah, I mean, I think at this point, any references like it have to be Megan references because it's better movie. Than Terminator. <laughs> yep, from now on, no, it's Megan. No, but that's that's the first Terminator movie, the best, the best one. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> I think we had a lot of fun with this movie, and I'm glad we. I'm glad you yeah, guys more fun than I thought. 100%. Yeah, I, I agree. I, nice. I thought Roger was really gonna have a problem with this one. I'm glad he did not. I mean, listen, it's fucking creepy, mm-hmm. but it's also fun. It's also fun. All right, this has been episode 313A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly. Thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am a Grayson Maxwell one. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bunn. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week we're taking a look at A Man Called Auto with Tom Hanks and The Last of Us on HBO Max.